Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 13. Verse 16 says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For most certainly I tell you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see the things that you see and didn't see them, and to hear the things which you hear and didn't hear them. They, and certainly we today, have been privileged to have a degree of understanding and revelation that is frankly unparalleled in human history. We have more religious knowledge, biblical literacy, and spiritual information than ever before in history. For some, that arsenal has made them spiritual warriors. For others, it has made them lazy pew warmers. Verse 18 says, Hear then the parable of the farmer. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that which was sown in his heart. This is what is sown by the roadside. What was sown on the rocky places, this is he who hears the word and immediately with joy receives it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. When opposition or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. What was sown among the thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of the riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. What was sown on the good ground, this is he who hears the word and understands it, who most certainly bears fruit and produces some 100 times as much, some 60 and some 30. This message now is not a new one, nor has it changed even for us today. We are responsible and we are accountable for the rich information and the equipping that we have been offered. With greater knowledge comes greater responsibility. Therefore, America certainly has a mountain of responsibility, for we have a mountain of responsibility today in all that we know. Our judgment will be personal. We have been judicially handled in mass as a group, or at least we think so. In fact, we're not ever going to be judicially handled in mass. Not in this life. And not in the afterlife. Each one of us is going to stand before Jesus and our individual works will be inspected. This is a biblical fact. Jesus will always deal with us differently than the world does. What have we done with Jesus in our knowledge of him? What have you done with him through Jesus this week alone? Today, each one of us can fall humbly at the feet of Jesus, seeking and delivering upon his will for our personal lives. Or... We can shrug our shoulders and pretend, well, like the Pharisees, that we just don't understand. Verse 24 says, He set another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while people slept, his enemy came and sowed darnel weeds 
also among the wheat and went away. But when the blade sprang up and produced grain, then the darnel weeds appeared also. So now Jesus introduces the second of these seven kingdom parables. Seven, significant in the fact that that is the perfect number in scripture. But now, just as Paul wrote to seven different church locations, Jesus now is presenting his truths in the perfect number of seven. The next kingdom parable that Jesus unfolds before them is a parable of the wheat and the tares. The players in this scene are as follows. The man is Jesus. The field is the world. The seed is the gospel message. The enemy is Satan and the tares are the enemies of the kingdom. Please notice that the tares are in the field. Now that certainly is a wake up call for those of us who somehow believe that we are here in the church, uh, physically and figuratively safe, but we're not. What Jesus is telling us is that the enemy is not out there someplace because he's often in here. The enemies are amongst us and that's the truth. But such a truth is not designed to make us paranoid, but rather to instill a caution and a sense of reality to the war in which we live as Christians. We want to pretend it isn't so, but Jesus begs to differ. Jesus has such a compassion and a love for his own. He is unwilling to risk the well-being of the wheat, as presented in this story, representative of his own children, He's unwilling to risk the well-being of them in order to rid the field of the tares. Now again, we need to note that they look the same. Meaning by all outward appearances, it's difficult, if not impossible, to tell the difference between the wheat and the weeds. Well, at least until the harvest. How will we know then? Well by the fruit that is grown, or the lack thereof. The tares, again, the weeds that are a type of darnel, in the early growth period, they look just like wheat. And today, as we uh, are here in this place, as you hear my words speaking to you, uh, the wheat and the weeds are growing side by side, waiting for the harvest that is surely coming as promised. The wheat will produce, but the darnel will not. Verse 27 says, The servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did these darnel weeds come from? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and gather them up? In 29 he says, No, lest perhaps while you gather up the darnel weeds, you root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the harvest time I will tell the reapers, first gather up the darnel weeds and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. See again, right amongst them were counterfeits. They that grew beside the real wheat and were indistinguishable from the genuine until the harvest. This was the weeds. This is our world and this is our church today. Yet this state of the church is not a new phenomenon. For the early church fathers, they suffered through the same conditions. We can read about it in Jude chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, and 
in the early church of Acts, chapter 20, verses 28 through 31. Often we are apt to question how God can apparently just sit idly back and, and watch such an inhumanity and evil seemingly blossom in our midst. And it's hard for us to understand, but we're told here in that it's because He loves us. How do we rectify this dichotomy in our minds? How and when will He deal with this corruption? It has been said that the picture at the end of time will be a field of mixed crop. And in that picture, the wheat will be uh, bowed over by the weight of the fruit. And the Darnell grass, well, the grass would be standing upright. And herein is a beautiful picture of his chosen, bowing in humility and the glorification of God. So we'll just look for them to know who is the true. Such a picture as presented in this parable can serve to cause, again, apprehension within the body of Christ. And indeed, truth is not always comforting. I guess it's better for us to realize and acknowledge the true state of this field, quote-unquote, in which we live, however difficult it is for us to face that fact. But separation will ultimately take place. The tares, the false wheat amongst us, will one day be bound and burned. A lifetime of living and growing right here amongst the rest of the wheat, only to be cut from them in the end and destroyed. Verse 31 begins, He set another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is smaller than all seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in its branches. Now Jesus continues herein with parable number three. In this picture, he likens his kingdom to a mustard seed, one of the smallest of seeds, and it's sowed again in the field, quote-unquote, that we know now, in all of his parables, as the world. Humble beginnings, I think, for what should grow into something, well, uh, for what we know today about a mustard seed, that it would grow on the order of a large bush. But this seed grew into something that was beyond the growth that one would expect from it. This seed grew into a tree. And what this illustrates is the future abnormal growth of the church, something which is no doubt being played out today also in our lifetimes. A church that would one day become political and wealthy and worldly powerful and full of birds. Figures that we know right from the first parable in this chapter as a picture of evil. See Revelation chapter 18 verse 2. Welcome today to prophecy fulfilled because we read today and know today a kingdom that is less than pure there are many who want to deny the reality of this interpretation and would like to spin it to look far more positive yet you would have to reject the classic and simple understanding of the text to do that be a good Berean study it for yourself 
I trust that the word will not return to you void. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music